0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode. This is the Sports Cave. We are here on a short, short notice of a week due to the fact that Zachary's been going to game number two of his experience this year in Toronto for the Toronto Maple Leafs tomorrow. As they face Zachary.
1: Tomorrow, we will be facing the Columbus Blue Jackets. And there's some
0: news with the Blue Jackets. And the Wizards that we'll get into a little bit later on. But right now, folks, we want to welcome everybody back. Let's get this chat up and rolling. What's up, Marcus? Hello, Ryan. Long time no talk. Am I right, Zach? Am I right? Long time no talk to those boys. Uh, That's a good joke uh... there, Robbie.
1: By the way, I should uh, warn you, it's not the Blue Jackets we have news for later. It is the Capitals that we will be discussing later. Oh,
0: (laughs) you are correct. I fucked that up big time. But I'll tell you what, Zachary. That's okay. You know, I'm not yep. gonna fuck up. Bob, you're
1: damn right. We kicked the Rangers ass Monday. We bent them over and plowed them.
0: Who was in who was in net? Was it Shisterkin or was it Jonathan Quick?
1: It was Shisterkin.
0: Wow. Zach likes Peace we Steve.
1: Shit. Yeah, the Clippers are shit. There we talked about them, Steve. Wow. Wow, 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 wow,
0: wow. Well. I guess we talked about the Clippers, but ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday. It is the day before Thursday. Thursday night football. It is three days before we have some Saturday football, Sunday and Monday. But I'll tell you what, folks, we've been lead off with a lot of baseball. Baseball has been hot and heavy, but you know where we're going from here, folks. It is time for Week (laughs) Fifteen. right and with week, week 15 here we say cheers
1: no beer for me guys I got a hockey game later on tonight ah! um, yeah it's been a packed week for me here folks I got a game after this one so um, but we'll have enough time to finish off a nice regular length episode of the sports game though folks so don't you worry we will not be rushing into anything here
0: now Zachary two things here number one it's week 15 but number two Unfortunately, I'm probably thinking you're out. But for people like me, I think it it's is playoff time for fantasy football. So best of luck, everybody. And please keep your eyes open as uh, we go throughout the duration of the show here. We will mention some of the changes that teams have and some of the potential inactives. Pay attention to us as we break it all down. Cheers.
1: And if we're talking about football, Robbie, why don't we just get right into this motherfucker? Let's fucking um, do it. We got, some, we got some Monday night games to go over from last week, week 14 here. Uh, starting off in New York, Tommy, the Italian fucking. How you fucking. Italian it? fucking. Tommy Cutlets, Tommy DeVeats. Yeah. Tommy DeVeats defeats the Green Bay Packers, putting quite a damper on the playoff hopes of Green Bay. This is why me and Robbie both had Green Bay taken. So, uh, surprising outcome to say the least. Uh, Saquon Barkley was a beast.
0: See, Steve, that's I mean, where you're they- wrong. Zach Wilson did get player of the week. But Tommy fucking DeVito got player of the week as well, Steve. How you doing? How you doing?
1: How did the hell they both get player of the week?
0: Well, Zach Wilson was outstanding and Tommy DeVito led him to an incredible win.
1: Well, Tommy DeVito's Stadland wasn't really much to marvel at here. 17 for 21, 158 yards in the air, one throwing touchdown. No interceptions, though, but uh, a lot of mistakes. Sorry, not many mistakes, which is what inevitably led to a victory here for the Giants. Uh, Whereas Jordan Love had an interception. Uh, Didn't look at the Green Bay offense. Was kind of clicking on all cylinders, to say the least. And the Giants move up to five and eight now. Packers at 6-7. and seven. That was a big loss for the Packers there.
0: That's a substantial loss and you could see from the start of the game that Jordan Love was having trouble. They were saying that the win was a part of a reason why. And let me tell you something right now. People want to say that's, you know, they don't want to use that as an excuse. I've been to MetLife in the freezing cold and it's right by the ocean and you could feel that fucking wind, bro. I don't care if you're at the top of the stadium or the bottom of the stadium. It's definitely a tougher situation now. But it's freezing cold in Lambeau Field. But I don't know if they, they get that type of win over there in lambo seeing how they're in the middle of fucking farmland where in this situation they're right by the ocean. It's, it's a difficult climate to adapt to. And uh, they came oh so close. But in the end, the Giants have now won three games in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Washington.
1: We, uh, Giants are three games in a row. Washington. now won three in Green a row. Green
0: Bay. And who they beat before Green Bay? Why am I drawing a blank?
1: They beat before Green Bay. Robbie, you should know because you uh, have some the close patrons. ties. Yeah, the Patriots. <laughs> Cox suckers.
0: But then, then again, I mean, we got the better pick. But uh, what this this Tommy DeVito story, Zach, what he's doing, this kind of a run that he's had, essentially reminds me of what happened with Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin was an out of the, you know, he was sleeping on his teammates' couches. He had no impact on the Knicks whatsoever. He got his chance, and he was Balling out and with the performance that Jeremy Lynn had, it got him multiple good con it got him a couple good contracts with the Rockets
1: and an NBA championship. An
0: NBA championship eventually with the Toronto Raptors. We're not saying this is the path that Tommy DeVito is gonna go on. It I mean anything can happen clearly. This guy was an absolute nobody. They didn't even allow this guy to throw the football essentially against the New York Jets. They were petrified to have him throw the football. And not for nothing, Zach. I can't believe I'm gonna say this. He's looked better than Daniel Jones. You know what he does that Daniel Jones doesn't do? I think he has,
1: too, to be honest with you.
0: You know what he does that Daniel Jones doesn't do? They both have the same offensive line. He gets rid of the ball quick. He takes extra time. He's a lot more mobile, I
1: found, too, than Daniel Jones.
0: Well, I don't even think that, no, because Daniel Jones is mobile, but it's like his reactions are slightly delayed compared to DeVito. It's like DeVito's aware of everything that's going on. Um, He takes extra steps back in the pocket when, you know, I don't know the proper terminology here, but I can tell you that Tommy DeVito, there's going to be a lot of chat come this offseason if he keeps this up about, is he the starting quarterback or is Daniel Jones?
1: That well, I think after paying insane.
0: him. Shark, who are you 40... calling a nerd? I'm just kidding, Shark. What's up, bro?
1: What's happening, Sharky? I think if you're paying a guy, whatever, $40, dollars a year, you, you got to kind of ride with him as a starter. Are
0: you sure? Because look at the 49ers now. The 49ers trade away so much draft capital to the Dolphins. And Trey Lance didn't pan off. They elected to go with Brock Purdy over Jimmy Garoppolo throughout the whole playoffs. And obviously, he got hurt. We'll never know what could happen. But as of right now, it looked like it's been the right choice. And let's not forget. Yeah, but I'm saying the but they didn't pay any of those. The, the contract not... that they gave Daniel Jones is only for three years. So this year and the next two years, and I believe after next year, there's a team option. So they could dump Daniel Jones, save $40 million, go off of this cheap-ass contract they're going to have for Tommy DeVito, and start bringing in all these assets if this kid does pan out. This is all just future scenarios that, if you ask me, Zach, great problem to have for the New York Giants. Great problem to have.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely better than having no quarterback. Now you got two to sort of choose. I mean, two not-so-fantastic quarterbacks, but... At this point, I think there definitely is a conversation to have because Tommy DeVito has actually looked pretty good. Now, if you asked me
0: before this game, Zach, who gave the Giants a better chance to beat the Packers between Tommy DeVito and Tyrod Taylor, I would have said Tyrod Taylor all day. Brian Dable is reminding people there's a reason why he was the coach of the year last year. There's a reason why. You could put Tommy DeVito on all 31 other teams. I don't know how many more teams he, you know, he would catch this much, like, attention with. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, I also think he's a fucking, whoever is his, like, PR guy, or maybe it's him that's doing it, the guy's a genius.
2: And he's so humble, too.
1: Look at the fucking outfit his agent showed up wearing last game. You're not going to tell me that's not a calculated outfit to wear right there. Absolutely. Just feeding into the fucking hardcore Italian mobster image that this Tommy DeVito is kind of raised now
0: and how about the his agent oh yeah you are talking about his agent how about how about his family members outside the stadium giving out like 300 chicken cutlets to fans in the parking lot
1: yeah i mean they're they're soaking all this up even if this is a 15 minutes of fame situation they are getting every single last drop of it so
0: now did you hear what brian dable's advice on that last drive for uh tommy devito was
1: i can't say he
3: did
0: here it is here's a clip
3: what was the conversation like uh, with Tommy you know, on the last drive, trying to keep his composure and stuff? Up? You got, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. He keeps his
1: composure. There was really nothing. Here's a couple of plays we like. Go out there and rip that son of a bitch. Pretty simple. What was the conversation? Pretty simple. Well, you know what? He did have the one, um, the one touchdown pass he had was. I don't know if you if you remember that play because I I didn't watch too much of this game, but I do remember seeing it on Twitter the next day. It was a fucking absolute perfect dime. He gets in the pocket, has a little bit of pressure, so he splits out to the it right, right and now right mid-run.
0: Want me to play the clip Yeah, the play audience? the clip, because
1: it is a perfectly this is placed fucking, throw.
0: Absolutely. It's a,
1: it's a big league NFL quarterback play right there. Down and seven. Play action from DeVito.
3: End zone. Catch is made. Touchdown! Isaiah Hodgins.
0: What a that is a big league play right there. And how about the one where pressure was in the pocket? I believe it was third down. He escapes the pocket, runs up the middle, and he trucks the linebacker and gets the first down. Did you hear anything I said? Yeah, there? He, that's what they do.
1: He's also good on his feet as well. I mean, he might uh, he might be giving them a run for his money he for the uh, starting quarterback position. But, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, what do you think, Robbie? Enough about the New York Giants here. I think it's the longest New York Giants ever had on this podcast.
0: There is, but I mean, we have another, uh, another Monday Night Football game we got to break down. Yes, it? sir. And this one,
1: uh, wow. another surprising one, Robbie. Um, just when it looked like the Miami Dolphins had the Tennessee Titans number up fourteen with under three minutes left, the Tennessee Titans make a very miraculous comeback, taking this one twenty-eight twenty-seven in the end. I believe it was the first team in NFL history, Robbie, to make that sort of comeback with that little time left on the clock. I could be wrong on that, but I do believe I saw that on Twitter or X.
0: It was Um, it was the first time in over 700 games, a team that overcame a 14 point deficit in three minutes left with the game. And I believe the last time the last year we saw that, if I'm not mistaken, was 2016. Incredible.
1: That is a I mean. To be up that much, with, especially against a team like Tennessee, like that's got to be a that's got to be a lock.
0: What, Will Levis is just a starting quarterback?
1: Well, with, with I'm saying if you're up by that much against Tennessee and then obviously losing Tyreek Hill as Bob has pointed out for part of that game was big, but it still doesn't matter. You still have a very talented receiving core with or without Tyreek Hill. Yep. You still have Raheem Mostert back there. You still have two as your quarterbacks. So th- that That to me is Obviously, it's going to make a difference, but it shouldn't make that much of a difference where you lose the game to a shitty team in Tennessee.
0: Yeah. Um, in your
1: own home as well, too, to boot.
0: Agreed. Agreed. I mean, the, the injury... And you know what? You know, we were laughing a little bit before the show about Tyreek Hill walking in with the McDonald's, but I'll tell you what. When Tyreek Hill got hurt, you heard the big-ass gasp of, <gasps> from the crowd. The second he went down, he was squirming around, and... While I was watching the game up till about a certain point, he, he didn't go back in. And then from what I heard is when he did go back in, he just didn't look good. And now they also lost their center, their starting center for the rest of the year as well. I mean, that's the tough thing about football. When you get down to this point in the season, when players get hurt, it comes at a very, very bad time because, number one, playoff aspirations. And number two, are they going to be able to compete in the playoffs for those yeah. that already got the lock, essentially?
1: No good. Yeah, the injuries at this time of the season are never good.
0: Ryan, thank you so much. And again, Ryan, we're so sorry about your Packers.
1: Yeah, Ryan, that was a toughie, babe. That was a toughie. You know, we were going cheesehead, Nash. We were. We were going,
0: we were, we were going, going up, go Pack-Go.
1: We just cheesed ourselves.
0: Go Pack-Go! Sorry, Ryan.
1: That was a sad go pack
0: it, it was. It wasn't nothing encouraging. It was very sad.
1: Um, but yeah, you know what? Tennessee Titans get the uh improbable victory against Miami. Dolphins dropped to nine and four. Tennessee Titans move to five and eight. I guess they're still in some sort of brink of a playoff contention, but with all the teams at six and seven, I'd have to assume they would need a lot of work to it's, go their way in order for this to happen.
0: It's gonna be very difficult. And that loss for the Dolphins was very, very rough too, because now they are the number two seed, I believe in the AFC with it, the Ravens with their victory over the, the Rams, they are now back to the one seed.
1: That is very true. That is very true. Um, even though the, the Cleveland Browns will in fact take over that uh, number one seed in the AFC. I am calling it now. Yeah. calling it now. Me and shark feeling it. We're feeling it. Uh, but Robbie, what do you know? What, I'm a dumbass. Okay. We're talking about the football here, Robbie. You know what our, our Thursday, well now Wednesday our tradition Wednesday. is. And that is our week 15 picks. Uh, we got no bye weeks this week, folks. So all teams in play
0: for the next four weeks,
1: S- starting off Thursday, December the 14th, tomorrow night, while I will be sitting enjoying my Toronto Maple Leafs beat down the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Justin Herbert LA chargers will be flying into Las Vegas to play the, Well, we don't really know who's going to be back in this team and quarterback Las Vegas Raiders. There's two things that we do Um, know for
0: this game, Zachary. Yes. Number one, like you said, the quarterback situation. Actually, there's three things. The quarterback situation with Vegas. Herbert's done for the year. And number three, no Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen Mm. is officially out. So if you're listening to this Thursday morning in the podcast or even right now you better go hit up that waiver wire ASAP. i tell you one thing. Two leagues, I got to buy. One league I'm in, but I don't have Keenan Allen, so I'm safe in the league that I don't have the buy. And the two other leagues, I have Keenan Allen, so I'm very grateful that I got the bye week for those fantasy football matchups.
1: Yeah, that's very clutch right there. Hopefully it's just a short injury for Mr. Keenan Allen, but uh, with no Herbert, no Keenan Allen. By the way, Robbie, I'm doing my picks live on the podcast here. I'm I did not, not I'm do not gonna free. Lie to you.
0: this week as well. I, I did not write them down either. We're doing this, but shit uh, this
1: one's an easy one for me, Robbie. I don't give a fuck. Who's back in the Raiders. I know the Raiders have looked like shit, but so have the chargers. I'm going to have to go with the Raiders at home here.
0: Yeah. Who is going to be the quarterback for the chargers tomorrow?
1: The quarterback for the chargers is going to be Easton uh, <laughs> Easton stick, which I fucking find hilarious. <laughs> Because as a hockey guy growing up, Robbie Easton was a uh, a very big brand mm-hmm. in hockey. Growing up, it was yep. like the one of the one of the higher competitive ones with Bauer and CCM, and all those ones. So I just see, I keep seeing all this shit on Twitter, and it's like it'll just say the words "Easton stick" is now confirmed the starter of uh, of the Chargers, and then there'll just be a picture of like an old vintage Easton hockey stick there, and it just always gives me a good little giggle.
0: He's been in the NFL for five years, out of the same college as Trey Lance and Carson Wentz. What college was that, Zachary?
1: Trey Lance and Carson Wentz, Jesus yeah. Christ, Purdue.
0: North Dakota State, D2, <laughs> Division II football. And then they also have... I
1: don't, wait, hold on. Do you honestly think that I was going to guess North Dakota State?
0: Never, but maybe you can get this guy. He's a rookie, and his name should ring a bell, Zachary. Max Duggan. His name should ring a bell.
1: The Michigan's?
0: No, come on! I
1: don't, I don't fucking know.
0: TCU, baby! He led them to the natty! Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to guess TCU's quarterback uh, last you, year. You
0: suck. You're trash.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm far I'm very firmed up my knowledge of the TCU horned frogs.
3: You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy.
1: Why don't you just give me your pick, dickhead? Who do you got, the Chargers or the Raiders?
0: Well, if it's going to be the battle between Easton Stick or Max Duggan against either Aiden O'Connell, Brian Hoyer, or Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm going to take the Raiders.
1: Okay, am yeah, I confident I enough to take a... the
0: Raiders minus three? And the answer is f- f- no.
1: And yeah, after them scoring a grand total of a zero points last game, that would be a little bit nervous about that one too. Mm-hmm. Moving on, guys. We got three Saturday games here, folks. So starting at one o'clock, opening up the Saturday slate, we have the Minnesota Vikings coming in to face the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, The Joshua Dobbs. Oh, false alarm, folks! Not the Joshua Dobbs backed Minnesota Vikings. In fact, it will be none other than what's his name, Nick Mullins. Nick Nick Mullins, Mullins backing the minnesota vikings he had the game-winning drive form against the raiders in week 14 and it only made sense to go with him in week 15 and we'll just have to see what happens bob is uh, saying what about josh jacobs because i did see that he was also injured in last week's game it says he is questionable with a quadricep injury he was listed as a non-participant in practice yesterday so uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with Jacobs there, Bob. I'm not sure, but uh, it's looking like I'm leaning more towards him being out if he was non participant in practice.
0: Yeah, most likely they'll probably go with uh, Amir Abdullah. I'm assuming maybe as a running back or uh, Brandon Bolden. Unsure, but uh, Vikings, like you said, Nick Mullins will be in as the starting quarterback over Josh Jacobs, and it looks like there w- probably will nope. be over Josh Dobbs.
1: Huh? <laughs> he said over Josh Jacobs.
0: Oh, excuse me, Josh Dobbs. I need another sip. Hold on. This will, make, this will make everything better.
1: Yeah, this will make you f- get your fuel in you.
0: Yeah. Ah! Nick Mullins Ooh. will be in over Josh Dobbs, and it appears that Justin Jefferson probably will be playing. Um, just to let you know, Zachary, Vikings record on the road, they're 7-6 this year. Would you like to take a guess?
1: The record on the road, what have they played? Uh, how many games on the road have they played? We'll say seven, seven on the road? Seven on the road. Okay. I'm going to guess their record is five and two.
0: You fucking stud. It's got to be right well, there the way, in front of your face.
1: The way that you worded it, I was like, it's obviously got to be a good record, and it definitely ain't going to be seven and L. So I thought five and two sounded sweet enough.
0: They're five and two, and I'll I'll, I'll break down all those games that they won on the road. Um. They lost at Philly. They won at Carolina. They won at Chicago. They won at Green Bay. They won at Atlanta. They lost in Denver, and they won last week at Vegas. It's
1: a good road record there. I mean, that one last week was a bit of a fucking write-off. It was just a brutal performance of both teams. But, uh, Robbie, I think they might be adding another loss to that column here in Cincinnati this week.
0: Yeah, Bengals Uh, are riding high.
1: Yeah, Jake Browning has looked fantastic mm-hmm. in uh, in Joe Burrow's absence. Um, it seems like he's got that same connection with Jamar Chase. The, all the receivers are getting in. Joe Mixon, as we said last week, he is playing every single game for a contract right now. And it seems like he's adding dollars every single game out there this season. Uh, Bengals are uh They got three point favorites right now. I, I would be confident in taking them in that one. Probably even confident in taking them in the spread as well.
0: I wouldn't feel confident taking them in the spread because Kevin O'Connell has done pretty goddamn well this year in the absence of Kirk Cousins and how he was able to finagle uh Josh Dobbs for as long as he did. Um, but I will pick the Bengals in this one because you know what, Zach? The five and two record does scare me in a way on the road for the Vikings. Yeah. Give us the next one.
2: Yes, these.
1: COVID God damn it. Woo. Next game. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers coming in to face the Indianapolis Colts. Is it still uh, confirmed saw... that
0: Trubisky is going to be the starting quarterback?
1: Kenny Pickett is confirmed out ankle staying sideline week 15. Um. Well, with that, Robbie, right there, that makes my answer extremely, extremely Easy. No Jonathan Taylor, it looks like, either for the Colts, so keep that one in mind. But with that being said, I, I am not taking no Mitch Trubisky back to Pittsburgh Steelers ever again for the rest of my life, because that guy is a scrub. Colts are winning this one, Robbie.
0: Do you want to hear ben, uh Big Ben Roethlisberger had to say about the Steelers?
1: Sure. I actually think I did see this clip, but I would like to hear it again.
0: Maybe the, the, the tradition of the Pittsburgh Steelers is, 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 is done. Maybe it needs to be formed a new kind of way. I don't know. Like, Who's, who's grabbing someone by the face mask and being like, uh-uh? Yeah. That's not what we do. That's not what we do. Is that happening? You have guys on defense doing it, but you need guys on both sides of the ball doing it. You need someone to stand up in that room on offense mm-hmm. and be like, hey, this, 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 isn't,
2: this isn't what it means to wear the black and gold.
0: I don't think he's wrong, um, but the, the Steelers and the Patriots are in the same boat right now. You know, they're trying to replace Big Ben. We're still trying to replace Brady. And it's not going to happen that uh, snap. You know what I mean? It's going to take a while. No, I mean, for a, a, lot of teams, a lot of teams, it took forever to find their quarterback. The Chiefs, they finally got Patrick Mahomes, although Alex Smith did pretty good filling in prior to. The Dolphins had Tua. They went through so many quarterbacks. Chad Henney, Chad Pennington, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Tannehill. The Browns. The Browns went through like 16 different fucking quarterbacks in 2000, maybe even more. Um, we got four going this year. Uh, uh, Before Russell Wilson, I mean, Matt Hasselbeck was okay. I mean, they were actually made a Super Bowl run. The Lions, Jared Goff. So it's not going to happen overnight. You know, the Jets are still searching. They had their chance with Aaron Rodgers, and they're still searching. So,
1: Well, the Lions also had Matt Stafford for quite a while.
0: But they weren't winning games with Matthew Stafford. They weren't winning games. They had like two or three good years under Megatron. But you you get the gist of what I'm saying is that It's not easy finding an NFL caliper quarterback. We've seen a lot of number one picks fail. Jameis Winston failed. Jamarcus Russell failed. Um, We're we're on the verge of Baker Mayfield. I mean, he hasn't been like the superstar that we were all anticipating. It's not easy.
1: Yeah, it doesn't turn out all the time. That's for sure. So Bryce Young kind of looks like he's failing.
0: It does. And I'm not going to sit here and say that the traditional of the Steelers is officially dead because if it was they wouldn't have done what they did to Mac Canada earlier this year.
1: Well, I didn't have a choice. That guy was a fucking...
0: I agree, but Zach...
1: Horrible. Tradition. of Gordon. Clearly
0: showed that they were willing to move on from some sort of tradition. 1941. Last time a coach got fired in the middle of a season. Uh, and the head coach fired himself in
1: 1941. I mean, this, it's a new Steelers look now. I think he is right. I think the old black and gold tradition that when he was around, I think that is now squash. And it's now time... For them to make a, a new image for themselves, you know?
0: That's fair. Steelers on a the rebranding. road, on the road in Indianapolis. Steelers are one and a half point underdogs. Zach Mortalock. Colts minus one and a half and the victory. Mitch Trubisky's probably gonna end up being the starting quarterback, which is worst possible bum, bum. situation if you're a Steelers fan. And if you lost to Bailey Zappi, Garnum inches actually looked pretty good this year. It's hard for me yep. to take the Steelers.
1: Yeah, we both got the Colts in that one here. Uh, rounding off the Saturday games, we actually have a pretty decent night game here, Robbie. We have the Denver Broncos coming in to Detroit, Detroit, Detroit. The Detroit Lions hosting the Denver Broncos. Lions coming in at a four-point favorite. <sighs> Honestly, Robbie, the way that the Lions have looked these last couple of weeks, I am really leaning towards taking the Broncos in this one. So you know, Robbie, fuck it. I'm taking the Denver Broncos in this one. The Broncos are going to beat the Detroit Lions. Their defense is absolutely horrible. This game has a lot more meaning for the Broncos than it does for the Lions. I think they're going to come out hard. They're going to come out strong. Here comes Robbie going, pause. But I will be taking the Denver Broncos in Detroit.
2: Broncos country, let's ride.
0: You're riding with the Broncos country, huh? You I'm are riding right. With the the, the Lions lines have been essentially... All over the place. They've looked really good. In the last two weeks, they've looked really shit. And it goes back to what I said on Monday. Are they going to switch up the game plan? Because maybe teams have adapted to what they what their philosophy is. And I think Dan Dan Campbell's a great head coach. And I think he's going to make the proper adjustments. And, all, and let's see. I believe the Broncos are riding quite the win streak here, if I'm not mistaken. No, because they did lose to the Texans. But let's see yeah. how many games they've won. So they've won...
1: They've got to be like 7-1 now in the last couple weeks or last eight weeks or something like that.
0: So let's go all the way back to their 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, six. Seventh game of the season here. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. They're 6-1 in their last seven games, and their only loss came to the Houston Texans, and they have some very, very good wins. Beating Green Bay, beating Kansas City, beating Buffalo in Buffalo. Minnesota beating the Browns, beating the Chargers last week. Now they got the Lions, the Patriots, the Chargers one more time, and Vegas. I mean, Zach, this Denver Broncos team, in case you didn't know, is only one game away from the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC West. Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, I think I had the Broncos coming in second in their preseason predictions.
2: I can't remember who I had, to be honest with
1: you.
0: But I'll tell you what. I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions here. Amon Ross St. Brown was held to very minimal receptions and yards, as well as Sam Laporta. Dan Campbell is a guy that can energize a team. He can make anyone run through a brick wall. And these bastards are going to run through a brick wall and show them Detroit tough. Go, Lions. Roar!
1: And we got our first contradicting pick here, folks. Robbie's got the Lions. I got. Broncos country, let's ride. Do you need
0: need the, do you need the, do you need need it?
1: Feed it to me. Feed it.
0: Broncos country, let's ride.
1: Mm -hmm. Broncos country, let's ride. Starting off our Sunday slate of week 15 football, Robbie, the Kansas City Chiefs are coming into Foxborough to face the New England patriots ran by bailey zappy the zapster zapmeister Kansas City chiefs opening up at an eight point favorite in this one uh after the loss last week after hearing karen mahomes cry his little eyes out after the game i'd have to assume he's going to be pretty pissed off here robbie um and also now that you did mention that too that the, now that the broncos are closing in on them for this division lead this is a Big game for the Chiefs to kind of widen that spread a little bit. So I I have no problem taking the Kansas City Chiefs plowing through the New England Patriots here Sunday.
0: Uh, The Chiefs are eight-point favorites heading into Foxborough, and we'd be foolish not to mention the reports. According to a lot of the Patriots insiders, it appears it's the end of an era. Brady, Edelman, Welker, Dante Hightower, Josh McDaniels and now Bill Belichick. It appears that you didn't
1: throw Rob Gronkowski in there. Yeah, huh? oh, yeah,
0: you're right, Gronk, Aaron Hernandez, Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> it's over, folks. Uh, it appears that Robert Kraft has decided to move on from Bill Belichick at the end of this year. Um,
2: Sentimental Robbie here. He's gonna cry, guys. He's gonna cry.
0: No, I'm not gonna cry. I am very disappointed, though. Um, Damn. You know, I don't think this... I don't think this is the right way to go about this. This is the complete wrong way to go about this. You know what? Give us some clarity. Is it because Belichick, the GM, is trash? Or is it because we've heard, ever since that Brady left, that Robert Kraft wants to... Buy yourself some tissues. (laughs) I don't need no tissues. Ryan, you need some tissues for the ass whooping that Tommy DeVito gave you. He beat us, but he didn't give us an ass whooping, you cuck. All right? Go fucking eat your moldy cheese, you bitch. Now, back to what I was saying. I'm
1: sorry for his actions.
0: Back to what I was saying here. Robert Kraft has made it on the record known that this guy wants to win a Super Bowl. Well, dude. You've gotten... Joey! Thanks,
1: Joey. Joey. Congratulations, brother.
0: Hell yeah. Um, He's made known that he wants a Super Bowl, but the bastard's gotten six Super Bowls and the same thing as the Watson, a shit ton of hand jobs at a massage parlor. You're living your life pretty good, I have to say, my friend. All right? It's ridiculous. I think that you should allow this guy to get the all-time head coach winning record with the team that he made relevant. The the New England Patriots are nothing first without Bill Belichick. Tom Brady made it even better, but with no Bill, there's no Brady.
1: Not yet, Joey. You haven't heard it yet. You have not heard the Cowboys talk yet.
0: So, it's the end of an era. Will Belichick, and Zach, not for nothing, we've seen a different side of Belichick. Him on college game day. Like, Wasn't he awesome on college game day?
1: It was the first time in my life I've ever seen a personality come out of that guy.
0: Facts. Facts. I just, I, I think the Patriots are going to go two ways after this year. If it is the end of Belichick, it's either going to be Gerard Mayo or it's going to be Mike Vrabel. And if you ask me which one I want between the two, give me Mike Vrabel. Give me Mike Vrabel. All well, day.
1: Is his fucking inbred son going to be staying or is he, uh, is he gone too?
0: I'm assuming he'll probably be gone. If they're going to fire dad, son's going to go. And if dad yeah, goes son, to the Chargers to look at, to honest, or dad yeah. goes to the Cowboys, wherever dad goes, son will probably follow.
1: Well, we will be on Belichick watch list this offseason, folks. That'll be one of our main topics of discussion.
0: And my pick, um, because I haven't made it, Yeah, it will be Kansas City.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not a shocker there, Robert. Not a shocker. Um, in the next game on our list... The Zach list. Wilson ran New York Jets after a triumphant victory where Zach Wilson looked like the player. Everyone's been waiting for him to look like marches into Miami to face the Dolphins coming off a tough loss. Dolphins sitting at eight, eight eight and a half point favorites. Um, like we said, the uncertainty of Tyree kill is definitely something to play into this. The Jets coming off that big W Robbie. I mean, it's, it's, You want to pick them for the Cinderella story, right? You want to pick them. But from what I've seen from the New York Jets, Zach Wilson has a tough time putting two good games back to back. Miami Dolphins coming off that big loss. It's very tough, very tough for me to pick the Jets. So I'm very sorry, Steve, but I will be taking the Miami Dolphins.
0: Let's see what the uh, Dolphrey, the, the Dolphins injury report is looking like. As of right Dolphins,
1: now. huh? I mean, it's a good Chinese guy right there.
0: Uh, let's see. Injury report. We're on Twitter right now looking. Dolphins. Dolphins. Um, so today, Wednesday, the list of players that did not practice, Devon Achane, Teron Armstead, Liam Eichenberg, Deshaun Elliott, Tyreek Hill, Xavier Howard, Robert Hunt, Raheem Mostert did not practice today. Um, nothing to worry about, I don't think. Um, Demetroni has a toe injury for the Dolphins. Uh, Xavier Howard has an ailing hip. And we all know Tyreek Hill's um, leg injury that he suffered off of that, uh, that. Did you see that tackle on his fucking leg, dude?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it definitely looked like it was quite painful. We We can definitely agree with that.
0: You know, Steve Steve puts a good point here. If we get the same team, we win this game. And if they do, they will win the game because that, but then again, you need that second half Jets team for all four quarters. And and can they give that to you? We've yet to see that this year. So, for those reasons, I got to go with the Dolphins. And thank you all, you bastards. Jesus, this here, is
1: bit century. You bit boys over here, huh? You're
0: all a bunch of beautiful people. Thank you so much. God
1: hey. damn it, you sexy bastards. We're
0: going to have to get something else outside of this.
1: Robbie, moving on to the next game on the Sunday slate. This one gets my dick fully erect, fully hard, fully pumping with my red blood. The Cleveland Browns hosting the Justin field Rand Chicago Bears. Hey, now, if you were ask me this question, A couple weeks ago, Robbie, I would have said Cleveland Browns. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. But we have to agree. The Chicago Bears team has looked very good these last few weeks. That being said, I got to ride with my boy Joe Flacco. I got to ride with the vintage. With the vintage. I'm going with my Cleveland Browns. And I know that we should keep in mind here, Robbie, this one is in Cleveland where their defense is a complete different team go Browns go Browns are beating the Bears
0: well the Browns are 6-1 at home and Sharky gave us the numbers a couple weeks ago and it's probably still the same as it was back then uh, they're nearly given 10 points per game at home versus an astronomical number on the road which is, I think he said was like, it's like 30 something yeah, um, 30 it's
1: 30 <laughs> away from home
0: and Chicago's two and five on the road um, some of that's probably a combination of Justin Fields and uh, who's it Tyson Bennett right
1: that sounds that sounds right. Or Bagant or something.
0: It might have been like Bagant. We're gonna find out right now because I gotta make sure I get this bastard's name right. I'm saying bastard a lot today. Tyson uh bagant. Yep. <laughs> they got him, Fields, and the legend himself, John Gruden's favorite quarterback, Nathan Peterman.
1: <laughs> mm, Pete.
0: <laughs> Anyways, um, Yeah, I got to hop on the train with you, Zach. The Cleveland Browns have looked great. The defense has been elite, and they'll find a way to stop Justin Fields. Cleveland, this one is for you. Oh, those are famous words made by LeBron James. LeBron James, who are you picking to win this game?
1: And Robbie. So we both got the Cleveland Browns here. Robbie, I always love when you pick my Cleveland Browns to win. Uh, Let's go dog pound, baby. Uh, Next game on the list. We have the Houston Texans coming in to face the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Let me just click on the Houston Texans here so we can get a little bit more certainty of who will be playing. CJ Stroud is questionable. Nico Collins is questionable. Tank Dell is out. This Houston Texans team is battling some injuries. I got to say. First of all, you guys are crazy in this comment section right now.
2: Yeah, they are. I was so confused and I
0: scrolled up. I was like, whoa, Steve.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um the Houston Texans it, with with a healthy team, I I would say ten times out of ten would be beating this Tennessee team. If 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 all these injuries are true, I'm gonna click on CJ Stroud and just kind of see if there's any sort of timetable. Not practicing Wednesday, remaining a in concussion look. protocol. I might have to go with the Tennessee Titans in this one, Robbie. Well, I'll if tell this, you what. If this Houston Texas team is going to be this injured, I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Everything that you listed there is absolutely true, and the difference of records between the two from home and on the road just switched the win and losses. Titans are 4-2 and two at home. Texans are 2-4 and four on the road. And we've seen what Davis Mills is. He's mediocre. He's not good. And he the licks
1: my thing. asshole. In a non sexual way. Of I course. hope
0: somebody clipped that. Please clip that, please. <laughs> That's going on our TikTok page. By the way, folks, we're on TikTok. <laughs> For all of you people here, Sharky, I know you got TikTok. Joey, the I think Sports
1: jo- Cave 1, you dirty cocksuckers. Get on there and give it a follow.
0: Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I think the only person in here that doesn't have us filed right now is Sharky. So, Sharky, Sharky give us a follow on uh, TikTok. The Sports Cave number one. And if you're listening to the podcast, do the same thing. Do the same thing. TikTok is a communist app. Oh, you're boosts- looking at a
1: communist podcast here.
0: Gotta do what we gotta do for the views, baby. You
1: know Tommies.
0: Anyways, uh, yeah, we're going with the Titans as well over here, Zachary.
1: Well, Robbie, the next game will Tommy DeVito be able to carry on his Italian stallion magic coming in to face the New Orleans Saints? Now, for clicking on the Saints, I do believe I got the alert today that Derek Carr is officially one hundred percent healthy yep. and will be playing in this game. Saints had a six-point favorite. I, I gotta say, just for the 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 magnitude of this game—that's a big word I just used right there—the magnitude. This is of big this for both teams for the because Saints. the
0: Saints are trying to get a clear edge as the NFC South leaders. Meanwhile, the Giants are only one game back at the playoffs.
1: Well, I got to say, I think the New York Giants magic is coming to an end this week, Robbie. I think Derek Carr uh, quarterback, the the quarterback position is definitely the most important one. We could both agree with that. Um, And I mean, in the quarterback battle, you're taking Derek Carr 10 times out of 10 over Tommy DeVito. Michael Thomas has looked like absolute gabagoo this year. Gab a fucking goo, a fucking pile of fucking shit But nonetheless,
2: I will be taking the New Orleans Saints in this one. I'm going. Oh,
0: with the New York Giants and Tommy DeVito are gonna go to New Orleans and take down Derek Carr and the New Orleans Saints. Hot take.
1: Well, there you have it, folks. Robbie is diving into the chicken palms, the chicken cutlets, the fucking ravioli. He's diving headfirst Let, in there, let's, folks. Let's get something He's clear. He's taking the fucking New York Giants. Let's
0: make something perfectly clear here. The Giants are riding high. The Saints are all over the place. The Saints' defense hasn't been all that good. I mean, uh, excuse me congratulations you held the the Panthers to six points good for you but outside of that every team is basically scoring 24 points or more of them throughout this whole season except for the first three weeks so the defense isn't looking good the offense especially hasn't looked as what we expected Olave's starting to turn it on a little bit later Michael Thomas is out Derek Carr is getting yelled at by his own offensive lineman Alvin Kamara has slowed down Meanwhile, at the Giants, the receiving core has worked pretty well between Isaiah Hodgins, Wandale Robinson, Darius Slayton, and who could forget Saquon Barkley. Kayvon Thibodeau. Thank- wow. That dude, after getting so much criticism, uh, criticism the first three weeks of the season, I think he has 11.5 sacks on the season thus far. Him and Dexter Lawrence. There's something to be said about this Giants team making a potential run for the playoffs here. I'm going to go with the New York Giants.
1: Well, Robbie, this would be a big win for them if they were to uh, want to have a chance of making the playoffs. This one's kind of a must win if you are a New York Giants fan. You got the Giants. I got the Saints. And
0: I'll tell you what, every Italian restaurant in New York City, you better be getting a shit ton of chicken breasts because it's chicken cutlet Mondays for sure.
1: Yeah, there's going to be a lot of fucking dirty cocksuckers getting some chicken fucking cutlets down there in New York. Cheers. You fucking rats. Uh, the next game on our list, Robbie, I'm going to assume we're going to have the same pick in this one. Robbie, it is the Atlanta Falcons coming in to face. The Bryce young ran Carolina Panthers, Carolina Panthers. Um, I'm pretty sure that me and my boys could assemble a football team to compete with the Carolina Panthers this year. That's how bad they've been. Um, I don't need to explain much more on this one, Robbie. I am taking the Atlanta Falcons.
0: Did you learn your lesson last week? Like I had to,
1: Oh, you're damn right. I did.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, nothing further to be discussed. Atlanta Falcons.
1: Moving on to the next game, Robbie. we got a pretty, pretty, pretty good one here. A battle between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers. Ryan, I hope you're listening. Uh, Green Bay coming in at a three and a half point favorite here. Um, after last week, this one's a pretty important game, but it's also an important game for both teams. Uh, They come in with matching records, both six and seven. If I pull up the standings here for the wild card, let's just scroll down. At the moment, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are their division leader. Green Bay holds the last wild card spot, but are tied with one, two, three, four other teams, Rams, Seahawks, Falcons and Saints, all holding six and seven records. A lot can be changed in this playoff picture here in the NFC coming after this week. It's, it's it's a tough game for me to choose because Green Bay has had some spurts of greatness, whereas Tampa Bay has also had some spurts of greatness as well, too. But I got to go with the home team in this one, Robbie. I got to take the pack. I'm taking Green Bay.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's take consideration. 75, at least 70 degrees in Florida compared to th- what it says right now, 34 degrees. But it can get much more, fr- get really frigid down in uh, yep. Green Bay. Yeah, it's going to be and hard. They don't get
1: that temperature in Tampa Bay.
0: Very rarely ever has that ever happened. And uh, for those reasons, we're going to go with the pack. Go, Pac-Go! Go, Pac-Go!
1: Go. Um, go, go, go pac go 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 Steve enjoyed answering your question. Steve, you are more than welcome to join my team. Joey, you are not going to be the emergency third quarterback. I want you as my starter, okay? I want you back there as my starting quarterback, Joey. Am, am, Do it for Grace. Am I in the team? Yeah, Robbie, you can be the offensive coordinator.
0: I think you're better off with Joey being an offensive coordinator. To be honest, not not disrespecting well, Joey, Joey's quarterback skills, but Joey is. Joey, a smart you just got you mind. just lost your
1: quarterback job. Congratulations, you're the new offensive coordinator. Let's be shaking hands through the camera.
0: And, and Ryan just <laughs> run Ryan, the ball a lot. Then Ryan, Ryan already told me that if he's on an NFL team, he's this position. Ryan. Congratulations! Your dream come true. You're a fullback.
1: Well, daddy's full of back. That's what I'm talking about. Whoop whoop. Anyways, next game on our list, hey, Robbie.
0: Joey, I could be a quarterback. I watch your loser of a quarterback of this cadence. I could throw everybody off. Yeah, here we go.
1: What's up? Well, he does have the voice down pat here, Robbie. Robbie, in the biggest spread of the week, fifteen Sunday games just week fifteen in general, I should say. The San Francisco 49ers come in at a minus 12 and a half point spread where they come in to face the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I haven't really watched too much Arizona Cardinals, obviously, since Kyler Murray's been back. I actually have no idea how he's been doing, but I'm assuming no news is good news in this aspect. So we're going to say he's been doing okay. Nonetheless, they could put it. Anybody at the quarterback position, the way San Francisco has been clicking in all cylinders, this 12 and a half point spread might just get demolished. San Francisco is going to kill the Arizona Cardinals.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I'm also surprised, too, that no one's actually picked up Zach Ertz yet. He's still out there, dude.
1: That is pretty surprising because, I mean, the guy's still got some game left in him.
0: Well, uh, Kyla Murray came back against Atlanta, right? Yeah, Atlanta. So they're 2-2 two and two under Kyla Murray. They beat Atlanta... Uh, 25-23. to 23. They lost at Houston, 21-16. They got killed at home against the Rams, 37-14. And they went at Pittsburgh against uh, the Steelers. Um, Everyone's going to pick the Niners here. It absolutely makes sense. Oh, shh. Sh- stank off, Marky. Stank off. Stank off. And it, it's going to be hard to go get the 49ers here. They're riding high. and uh, The Cardinals are just a bunch of dog shit. Bunch of bums. And unfortunately okay. for Kyler Murray, this this might happen to him via Nick Bosa.
2: When a guy's banging you, you don't you spin off of him.
1: Robbie just he just wants to see some serious gay butt-ex go on in this field here. No! Moving on from that though, Robbie, the next game in the afternoon slate of the Sunday week fifteen football. We have the Washington Commanders coming in to play the L.A. Rams. Rams opening up at a minus six and a half point favorite.
2: Yeah, Commanders, what yeah! look like
1: a team that was going to be competitive at the beginning of the season has now just turned into a team that really is just quite shit. The Commanders, um, yeah. Rams have looked actually like a pretty good team last couple of weeks. They battled very hard against Baltimore, fell just short. They beat the Browns the week before that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Rams this one, Robbie. I don't think there's any discussion to even be had. Los Angeles Rams are taking this game.
0: Now, do you know that the Commanders only have one win at home this year? They're one in five at home.
1: Jesus Christ, that's embarrassing.
0: It's embarrassing. Yeah, it, it's, it's a new regime. It's new ownership. You know, Well, it's not a new regime yet, but it's a new ownership. They're looking for the new regime, which we're going to find out what happens at the end of the year here. As we all know, Ron is probably just about done. Um, and even then, Sam Howell, Hasn't looked as good as he has for most of the year the second they got rid of everybody. You know, Jack Del Rio, amongst other assistant coaches, Montez Sweat, Chase Young. You know, it, it's it's over. It's done. And the Rams got to take full advantage here. They got to put pedal to the metal the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And they're going to end up winning this game at home. They're six and a half point favorites, and I probably take the minus the six and a half.
1: Definitely a big, big game for the Rams here. They're still fighting for a playoff spot. So, Andy Wynn would be a huge win for them right now. Robbie, in the next game here, we probably have what I'm going to call the game of the weekend here. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Both teams coming off big wins last week. Cowboys annihilating, excuse me, the Eagles while the Bills edge out the Kansas City Chiefs. Bills coming in at a two and a half point favorite. This one's a tough one here, because this game is in Buffalo. Dallas defense looked fantastic. Buffalo Bills defense has looked a little shitty. They're dealing oh, with a lot the of injuries. What was
0: that? What? Aw, Ryan, you're... Well, I don't know why I made that sound, but Ryan, you are too sweet. You gave a subscription out to Ploof, and who better to give a subscription to? Thank you, Ryan. God
1: damn it, Ryan. Uh, I... you Marcus! Bastard. Marcus!
0: Marcus! <laughs> It's supposed to be doing the Derek Jeter audio clip. I don't know why it's making that sound, but thank you, fellas. Thank you so much for the subscriptions here. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Thank you.
1: And uh, we should expect a high scoring game in this one, Robbie, because the over under right now is set at 50 and a half points. Honestly, I'm just going to get right into this, Robbie. Buffalo Bills coming off a big victory last week. Dallas Cowboys proving that they're not a fraudulent team. I'm going to ride with the guy that is in contention for the MVP award. I'm taking the Cowboys to beat the Buffalo Bills on Sunday afternoon football.
2: Yeah, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, here we go. I think... There
1: you have it.
0: <laughs> well, one of the contenders for MVP, Dak Prescott. Going up against Josh Allen, who had his biggest win of the season on the road in Kansas City. Ryan High, right after the Al-Qaeda speech by Sean McDermott. I can only imagine, <laughs> speech. I can only imagine the speech he gave after that victory.
1: It wasn't and even a speech, it just blasted off AKs when they got mm-hmm. into the room.
0: You're probably right. Zachary, I understand the game's in Buffalo. I understand Bill's Mafia. Is electric, and it is a hard atmosphere to play in. But I'm going to tell you what. If the Cowboys were just inches away from beating Philly in Philadelphia, then with all the confidence in my being, as much as I hate them and their fans, I'm picking the the Dallas Cowboys. How about them, Cowboys?
1: I know that one was a stinger for you, Robbie, but I think you made the right decision. We both got the Cowboys in that one. We got two more games to go over here for Week 15 football. The Sunday night game, Robbie. We have the Baltimore Ravens coming in a three-point favorite facing off in Jacksonville against the Trevor Lawrence-ran Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville coming out that tough loss to the Cleveland Browns. Baltimore Ravens escaped with a narrow victory in overtime against the Rams last week. I would really, really, really like the Jacksonville Jaguars to win this game for me, Robbie. But I just don't think it's going to happen because, honestly, I think we're looking at this Baltimore team. and I think we're looking at the best team in the AFC this year. What's and I'm going to have to go with the I'm gonna have to go with the Baltimore Ravens in this one.
0: I mean, to be honest here, Zach, it's really not saying much. The AFC this year, it's depleted. With Aaron Rodgers out for yeah. the rest of the year, with Joe Burrow out for the rest of the year, with Trevor Lawrence's injury, with no wide receivers in Kansas City, I think that's the only team left available. No Deshaun Watson. I think it's the only team left available. And you know what, Zach? You know what? I wanted to mention that we failed to mention about your Cleveland Browns that I want to bring up for a quick oh, second here. Oh shit!
1: I meant to bring that up too. I got it right here. Yeah, go through that list. Folks,
0: this is why I said last week that Kevin Stefanski should be the coach of the year. The amount of injuries, season-ending injuries, not just plain injuries, season-ending injuries that the Cleveland Browns have this year, he deserves the award. In the offense, Deshaun Watson, Nick Chubb, their offensive tackle, Jack Conklin. Offensive tackle, Jedrick Willis. Offensive tackle, Dewan Jones. And their kick returner, Jakeem Grant. On defense, Dewan
1: Jones, before you go to defense real quick, Robbie, that Dewan Jones one fucking stung because he was the backup for Jack Conklin and he was playing fantastic all year. So that was a stinger because that was the most recent one. I think it was 20 hours ago they announced that he was going to be out for the season after getting a torn MCL and requiring surgery.
0: It was only... I think this morning that they announced the next group. Of, well, one yeah. of them. Uh, let's just get to the guy they announced today. Ronnie McLeod. Or McLeod, McLeod?
1: McLeod. Yeah, I guess McLeod.
0: I don't know. What the f- it's M-C-L-E-O-D. McLeod? McLeod? Yeah, McLeod. Perfect. Ronnie McLeod out for the year. Ogbo. Nicole. Who the fuck is that?
1: I don't know, but he has been a fucking beast Ogbo. all year. Okanakaru or something like Okunakuru. that.
0: Okanakaru, yes, that's got to be it. Uh, Grant uh, Delpit, Maurice Hurst, Jacob Phillips, and they still they still manage to be eight and five this year. They deserve eight. they he deserves it. He deserves the fucking award.
1: And also four four different starting quarterbacks too. We we should also be and uh, I guess if we're talking about this real quick, another Browns news: PJ Walker officially cut by the really. PJ See you later, Paige.
0: Oh, there's, there's another stipulation to show his contract that I gotta hit the like button here, and uh, we'll talk about uh, later on. We get into baseball for a little bit, right? We got we got some for baseball, right? Yeah, we do. Well, we better. Yeah. Yep. We do. Um.
1: Um. But yeah, I got I got the Ravens winning this one in Jacksonville, Robbie. Uh, as as tough as it is for me to say, the Ravens are a hell of a team this year. So I'll be riding with Baltimore.
0: I think Baltimore's due for a loss.
1: God, I really hope you're right. They're, I really hope they you're are right.
0: They are killing it on the road this year. They're five and one. Jags are three and four, but I seriously think that they're due for a loss. I'm gonna go with the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Bam, Robbie's taking the Jaguars. Do you know what uh, Baltimore's last loss was, Robbie? Cleveland. Cleveland Brown comeback game. Go Dogbound, baby. Rounding off the week 15, Monday, December the 18th, the Philadelphia Eagles coming off a loss last week. Our four-point favorites coming in to play the Seattle Seahawks. Are we going to be getting Drew Locke? Geno Smith is questionable. Status currently cloudy as of one day ago for Geno Smith. So, honest to God, with Geno Smith or no Geno Smith, Drew Locke, Geno Smith, you can put whatever you want back there. The Philadelphia Eagles after looking, in my opinion, pretty shitty the last couple weeks now, are due for a bounce-back game. We know they have it in them. Eagles by fucking 10,000.
0: Yeah, Eagles are only four-point favorites in this game. I'd hammer them minus four. I'd hammer the Rams minus six and a half. And I'd hammer the Colts minus one and a half this week for a parlay, if you're trying
1: to. uh, oh, Also, thank you, Bob, for making that uh, very apparent here. This just goes to show you how shit the New England Patriots are, Robbie. They are the first team in NFL history to be flexed out of a Monday night game. The game also consists of Patrick Mahomes, one of the most electric quarterbacks of the last 20, 30 years to play football, and is now flexed in the Philadelphia Eagles and Seattle Seahawks as the Monday night football game. That's kind of funny, Robbie. Come on. That's pretty comical. Robbie has turned his camera off, folks. So it's just me, guys. It's just me here with you. Um, but Robbie, I believe that is, uh, (laughs) fucking, I believe that is all the picks to be made here for week 15 for NFL. And we got to, we got some coinciders. We got to go over the score here. We're going to, I'm going to go back and listen to a couple episodes and get this, uh, see where we're at at for the picks. I I got
0: a good amount of lists, but, uh, yeah, we're going to have to fucking go back on like every episode it seems.
1: Yeah. But um, I think we can wrap up the NFL news there, Mr. Robert. What do you think about that?
0: Well, the time has come to wrap up the NFL. Thank you, folks, for tuning in for the NFL. We're on to the next discussion. Don't you dare leave us. when well, I have six you rings.
1: Man. Bastards better stay here. Robbie, there has been just a very tiny bit of NHL news here. I'm just going to slap on through it real quick. Well, Steve's making fun of you in the comments here, Robbie. I don't know if you want to go at him. I mean, the floor is yours if you want to roast him.
0: I don't know. Maybe he'll win a ring with one of his seventeen different NBA teams this year.
1: Steve is coming at you pretty good there, Steve. Um, well, in NHL news here, we do have an injury to report: Jets Kyle Connor out six to eight weeks after taking a knee on knee from Ryan Strom of the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. That is a huge loss for the Winnipeg Jets. Um, six to eight weeks. So I think for, for what people thought the injury could have been, I guess it's kind of a best case scenario. Like that could have been a torn ACL could have been a torn something, but instead he avoids serious injury and will be out for about two months. Uh, we have a firing Robbie as well. You, uh, sent me that tweet today, St. Louis blues. Um, I'm surprised they waited this long to be honest with you after the start that they've had. Yep. But um, St. Louis Blues are moving on from Craig Barube as their head coach. Uh, Craig Berube was—he's uh, been there for now for at least last five or six seasons. I'm pretty sure he's been—he's uh, made a name for himself in the NHL now. Craig Brube. I'm sure he will not be away from a job for too long because there's definitely a few teams that are or a few coaches that would be on the hot seat. Um, and then they promote their AHL coach. Um, I just have Bannister as the name. I didn't get the first name. Probably shouldn't have had that one loaded up. Yeah, the the whoever they're fucking. Let me just pull this cop team is sucker up here. Craig Barubes. Yeah, I don't have it here. Okay, Craig Barube, fired here. Um, where the hell is it? St. Louis has named Drew Bannister as interim head coach. Drew Bannister was the coach of the AHL affiliate, Springfield Thunderbirds. So um St. Louis Blues, they definitely are looking for a bit of a turnaround here, Robbie. I'm just going to get their record real quick before we start to stop talking about them. 13 14 and 1, 6th place in the central division, just behind the uh Arizona Coyotes. If we're looking in the wild card retrospect, they are two games out of a playoff spot here. Um, but this St. Louis Blues team is definitely too deep. You know Steve? Thank you for saying that, by the way. That was uh, that hurt my feelings the first one. Um, two games <laughs> out of the playoff spot here, though. But this this team is too deep to have this record, Robbie. So this firing, in my opinion, is very just and, in my opinion, should have happened Longer a little down. bit sooner. Uh, and the last bit of NHL news we have, Robbie, that I think would kind of segue us into the NBA news as well, because it pertains to both sports. Yep. The Washington Capitals and the Washington Wizards are owned by the same gentleman, The name, I'm drawing a blank on right now, but it sounded Italian. What, the owner? Yeah.
0: I'll get you the name in a second. Go on.
1: It was like Don LaRozzi or something like that. I got you. Um, But he has now, in fact, decided to move the team from which they have spent since 1997 in Washington, D.C. He is moving them only six miles up the road, but into a new city of, I think it was Northern Virginia, I believe is where they are now moving this team. In 2027, they have a $2 billion construction plan and relocation plan set in motion folks so I don't know if we're going to be calling them the Washington Wizards or the Washington Capitals we're going to be calling them the Virginia Capitals and the Virginia Wizards I guess we'll have to wait and find out in 2027 but that is in fact happening folks they are making the move no more Washington D.C.
0: Wizards owner Ted Leonis Leonis
1: yeah, that's kind of close," no, said you Don LaRossi.
0: You were, yeah. Um, and they're looking to move to Alexandria, Virginia, which I don't believe is that far off from Washington D.C. Now, it's I mean, six
1: miles up the road, like it's it's pretty much yeah. But it's just it's you know, are they going to stay Washington? You know, I probably yeah, will. sure they will. They I mean, the will. Washington
0: Commanders, I think, play in fucking uh, they're either right in Virginia, yeah, I think they're in Virginia as well. They'll probably move to D.C. eventually. I mean. When you're watch- when you're weed. watching the games for the Wiz- for the Wizards cuz I haven't really watched much Capitals games um yeah it- it's pretty empty it's glaringly empty so you know maybe they're trying to find something new and uh a, a fresh start essentially I mean we're going to see uh right. we're going to see the Washington Commanders eventually leave uh, FedEx Field, and they're gonna find somewhere else. Did you know that at one point Washington Stadium had ninety-one thousand seats for the Commanders, and now it's down to like fifty or sixty-something thousand because they have to keep taking and seats they're out.
1: Probably still not selling. Yeah. See, if I if I if, 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 I got to send you something on Twitter for you to show, right?
0: Okay. Is it is it? Yeah, is I'm gonna see if I can is find because they had um.
1: No, no, no. They had the picture of the proclaim... Or like, oh, what I got this it. I had it. For? I had it. Oh, okay. Beautiful.
0: Hold on. I had it.
1: Of what they're deciding for this relocation.
0: All right, I'm gonna show it here.
1: It looks like it's gonna be pretty nice, to be honest with you.
0: Oh yeah, most definitely. I I find it weird that it's like right next to an airport, but yeah.
1: I'm sure the players are gonna love that. Fucking go in, fuck hotel right there, boom, you play your shit. But that does look like it's gonna be pretty nice. I agree. So, uh, yeah, maybe when they make that move, Robbie, maybe we'll go down there and we'll watch a game and we'll do a live sports cave.
0: Oh, really? Why the when fuck would we ever go to, four the f- years? I was going to say. Because I
1: want to experience new arenas, okay? I,
0: I want to say this right now. You, Zachary, can never, ever, ever get me to step inside Nash- um, Madison Square Garden, ever.
1: I would love to go to Madison Square Garden. Nope,
0: I'm good. I
1: will not give one of the most sh- famous arenas on I earth. will
0: never give James, Jim, Dick, Dolan, that jackass, a penny of my money. He can go fuck himself.
1: Damn, that's going to hurt his pockets you, right there.
0: why do you think? Obviously, it's not. But why do you think I told you <laughs> that I'm no longer a Rangers fan? Because he's a douchebag and he can go fuck himself.
1: There you go, Robbie. He is. <laughs> but, uh, Mr. Charles Robbie, you're a little bit. Of- Oakley. <laughs>
0: Charles Oakley. Charles Oakley.
1: Robbie's fired up over here, folks. He's fired up. We got some basketball news to talk about here, Robbie. Um, Honestly, guys, not much. Oh, Robbie's got the finger up.
0: No, not even for a WWE Royal Rumble, because to sit all the way at the top, it's going to cost fucking $350. In WrestleMania, it's probably going to cost $1,000. Don't you get that this douchebag was charging tickets to go watch the New York Knicks when they were the worst team in basketball all the way at the tippy top, starting at $120? Fuck you.
1: That's what it costs over here in Toronto to go watch a game. Um, But, Robbie, speaking about some basketball news here, we don't have much to report for basketball, folks, because, like we said, we did a podcast on Monday. It's Wednesday, so not much happened in two days. Um, But what did happen, guys, is we have some losing streaks that have been extended. We have a battle for the shittiest team right now, Robbie, and that is the San Antonio Spurs with the number one overall pick, I might add. And the Detroit Pistons. Spurs now at 17 losses in a row. Pistons at 20 losses in a row. I mean, at this point, I think the only time we might see these two teams win another game is when they possibly face each other, if they face each other this season. I don't even know if that's a thing.
0: Yeah. No, they'll face each other. Can
1: you imagine they still had the losing streak when they fucking played? That would actually be kind of entertaining to watch.
0: Would it be? I don't think it would be. I mean, outside of Victor Wembanyama. Who are you going to be excited about, watching uh, Kate Cunningham? I mean, there's no there's no other players on that team that are entertaining whatsoever,
1: none. The Detroit Pistons are well on their way to a 21st straight loss to, by the way, down 13 right now at the end of the first.
0: You know, it's just, uh, it's funny to me that they gave Monty Williams all this money for what? You know, he's one of the highest head, uh, paid head coaches in basketball because of his... His kindness after losing in the NBA Finals. You know what I mean? I thought that was a joke to give that dude that much money. Yes. Uh, they made it to the NBA Finals, but... What they 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 were fucking embarrassed in the playoffs for two straight years after yeah. that. Um, the Pistons... I don't know what it's going to take, but... These guys... what Detroit in general, bro. Let's be honest. I mean, the Red Wings are starting to turn around. The Lions have found their way. The Tigers are still stuck. They still suck. The Pistons still suck. And if we're going to be honest, I don't think the Red Wings are going to make any any type of run for for uh, Stanley Cup. We're going to be completely honest here, as well as the Lions for a Super Bowl. I mean,
1: damn. Yeah, it's... And uh, January 10th, San Antonio Spurs will be hosting... Uh, sorry, coming into Detroit to play the Pistons, folks. So January 10th, Realistically, not that far away. Yeah. We actually have a possibility of them still being on losing streaks when they play each other. Yeah. Um, the last little bit of our NBA news right before we move on to some MLB or we have some UFC news today for you
0: folks.
1: Kevin Durant, Robbie, makes his first appearance against his old team, your team, the Brooklyn Nets.
0: Thank God it's a 9 o'clock start time, because I probably won't watch any of this game. Oh, Kevin Durant. You're the real MVP. That that was a blurb right there. That wasn't anyone giving us a follow.
1: That was actually Kevin Durant, too.
0: You know, it sucks, bro. Um, I think everybody remembers the hype that I had uh, the second that all that transpired, and... I'd be lying if I sat here and told you that I'm mad or I hate Kevin Durant because I don't. It's not Kevin Durant's fault. Um, He definitely didn't do Brooklyn dirty as dirty as he did OKC. Kevin Durant literally gave his all. bro. Kevin Durant only didn't play when he was legitimately hurt. Other than that, this dude was doing everything possible to carry the Brooklyn Nets to the NBA Finals and win. Um, I can't be mad that they decided to move on after they moved on from Kyrie. I'm happy with what we got in the Bridges and Cam Johnson. I'm happy that we got all those picks in return because at some point the Suns will fall and all those beautiful, beautiful lottery picks will be the Brooklyn Nets. And there's one thing that Sean Marks has done well and that is drafting. Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, Nicholas Claxton. I can't wait to see what Noah Clowney and Derek Whitehead do. Derek Whitehead was supposed to be a lottery pick coming out of Duke and then he had an injury. Same thing happened to Karis LeVert coming out of Michigan. But I'll tell you what, Zach. Game is in Phoenix. If, when they do come to Brooklyn, and if he does play, fans should not boom. Last thing, really quick. Good little uh, note here for you. The first time this season, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant will all be on the court at the same time for the first time this season. And you know what, Zach? I really feel like this is going to be just like the Brooklyn Nets all over again. S- between Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant, someone are. Nobody hands in the pot. They're, they're always going to miss games because of injuries, dude. Always. Yep. Especially Bradley um, Beal. The back injury is so significant. Bradley Beal and Ben Simmons are going through the same thing with their back injuries right now.
1: Yeah, and it's not looking too good. Uh, Robbie, I just realized something. Are, are any one of us uh, recording this?
0: Yes. Yes, I am.
1: Okay, guys. Yes, I am. I'm <laughs> fucking, I was sitting here just going.
0: No, 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 no. In, in case you forgot, I told you. It definitely sounds like, did you listen to the last two episodes? Yes, I do. They sound a lot better, don't they? Especially with um when I'm doing the drops.
1: Yeah, they do sound more crisp. Because I would say.
0: when you're recording and it comes off your zoom, what you hear is what they hear. So when you like you could barely hear like the Twitch vid- or the Twitter videos or, or those drops, it's not coming off clear. We're like when we hear it off of Twitch, it's coming out crystal clear. So it fucking sounds
1: beautiful. Sounds so what, and what's even
0: better, dude, is when I do go to upload it. I don't have to remember that amplitude and compression thing. I don't really have yep. to do that because it's already set here. I got it set right here at minus three decibels.
1: Oh, there we go. I was doing minus six. So. Well, I
0: was telling you to do it at six, but I think three is going to work out pretty well.
1: Um, <clears throat> but Robbie, I think that um, the Duran news was the last thing I had for our basketball news on my little list here.
0: Sounds good. I also have something I wanted to tell you, but I didn't want to interrupt your hockey or the NBA here. But I feel like this needs to be talked about right now. And it's college football.
2: Bam, bam. Okay.
0: Texas quarterback Malik Murphy has entered the transfer portal. And the only thing I can think of here, Zach, is after this year, it's Archie man Or wait, Archie Manning, right?
1: Archie. Yeah, Archie.
0: Archie Manning time in Texas.
1: Yeah, and that's going to be an exciting. I mean, the guy from what we saw, very limited, uh, limited, limited, limited play from him last year. But. Well, you have the Manny name. You're carrying something special here, so hopefully he can carve out his own path, which he already is doing, as we discussed, going to a different college than his his two uncles there. But I'm excited to see this kid play.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm excited to
1: see him play. Me too. And Ohio State better get on this quarterback transfer portal here. They better pick up someone nice.
0: Now, what the fuck's your fucking quarterback's name? Kyle McCord. Kyle McCord, I guess, has chosen not. To go to Nebraska, so he re-enters the portal.
1: Now, how does this work? Is he playing in the in the next bowl game for us?
0: If he chooses to.
1: Okay. That's why you, like, you think they would decide to do this portal shit after those games are done.
0: I think they're supposed to. I think it's just, like, leaked. You know what I mean? Well. I don't know. Come to UConn.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you say, Robbie? Do we get into a little bit of MLB news here and end off with some UFC, or do we UFC it up and then end off with a little bit of MLB?
0: I want you to take us where you think it's the right path.
1: Well, you know what? Because MLB's next up on my list, we're going MLB, baby. Let's do it. Starting off, we talked about the Mets losing their number one prospect to a pretty nasty-looking ankle break. In last podcast, he should be fine to start the season. No, he should. However, well, you know, it maybe missed a little bit of time, but he he will make a return at some point next year. Yeah, (laughs) who will not be making a return at some point next year is now their number four prospect, Ronnie Mauricio tears his ACL in a winter league game in the Dominican Republic. Uh, Another big loss for the Mets here. It, It just seems like nothing is going their way, Robbie.
0: No, the Mets are cursed. They will always be cursed unfortunately and uh it's just another thing to add on to the problem. I mean, um Mets fans are already pissed off enough because they um the Mets have basically come out and said we're not looking to make any additions at third base, so I guess Matt Chapman's off the table. I guess Justin Turner's off the table. Um Brett Beatty was very disappointing last year. I mean you're not I think Mauricio is supposed to be a shortstop via yeah, Francisco Lindor and Jeff McNeil's second, so he's not going there, so I guess the only option was third base. And now that he's out for the year, you gotta make a decision: if you're gonna stick with Beatty or if you're gonna try to bring in Chapman or Justin Turner. But from what it sounds like, they're gonna stick with Brett Beatty. And well, then the other, uh, the, other might problems, be the smartest decision. The other problems they have: they're trying to bring in Yamamoto. Um, Yamamoto just met with the Dodgers. He met with the Yankees. I believe he probably met with the Mets too. Um, and also, did you know that when he met with the Dodgers, he sat down with Freddie Mookie? and Otani for the meeting.
1: Yeah, he's going to the Dodgers. I mean, I, we, we, we can really pencil him chance. in there. He's going to the Dodgers. Probably
0: a very, very good chance that's going to happen. But uh, for the Mets, Bullshit. they have they have a lot of things. They got to, including an extension for Pete Alonzo. Um, there's been no extension. I don't blame the Mets, by the way, because Pete Alonso wants $40 million. He's not worth $40 million <laughs> just because Judge is making it doesn't mean you're worth it. You're a first baseman, completely different position compared to Judge. Um, and quite frankly he's not worth that money. Sure, you can no, hit the piss not, out of the ball and you could get runs in but your average stinks and you're a first baseman so simmer down. Um, it's unfortunate for the Mets, you know. I mean, Mets fans are really hyped up second Steve Cohen bought them out and right now if we're looking at the NL East, they might be lucky to be the third best team because they're not better than the Phillies, they're not better than the Braves, and hell, they might not even be better than the Marlins still. So yeah. we'll see what happens for York. them next year. Mhm. For sure. Um, Zach, by the way, this is what I wanted to bring up. I don't know if that was your only uh, note there for baseball. I think you also had something else.
1: I got a couple more things for baseball.
0: Um, this this happened while we were on the podcast here. And it has to do with Shohei Ohtani again.
1: Yeah, this, what is this? This buyout or something I was seeing? Or this opt-out he has?
0: If Mark Walter, the the controlling owner, or president of baseball operations, Andrew Friedman, so it doesn't have to be both. If owner... Mark Walter, or President of Baseball Operations, Andrew Freeman, lose their roles with the team, Shohei Ohtani can opt out of a $700 million contract. He could be a free agent again.
1: I mean, I don't see that happening with $700 million on the table.
0: Depending how far he is in his career. How old do you think Shohei Ohtani is?
1: He's got to be like 28.
0: I'll get you the, the age right now. Shohei Ohtani, I guess we're going to have to type in age afterwards. Jesus Christ. Shohei Ohtani's age, 29 years old. He'll be 30 yeah. the day after the 4th of July. Holy fuck. They signed this guy until he's 39 years old.
1: I yeah, thought, for I $700 thought o- million. Dollars.
0: I honestly thought Ohtani was younger than this. Holy shit.
1: I think I did too, but I remember searching it up and doing the kind of the same thing. Going, holy fuck, this guy's not... Uh
0: particularly not a, young not a
1: young spring chicken. Yeah. So yeah, that, I mean, Hey, that's a, it just, it just, it just adds more onto this absolute absurd contract. So I mean, you might as well, might as well throw something like that in there.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, I, I got into a lot of discussions about this at work. Cause like a lot of my coworkers are like, Oh, that's bullshit. How could they get away with something like that? I'm like, well, what it's in their collective bargaining agreement. Like, you can't say that's bullshit if, if it's there. It sucks, yeah. but I mean, at the end of the day, every team had the option to I, do that.
1: Exactly. It's been so. around
0: since Bobby Bonilla. I think, like I said, we're going to see people like Juan Soto and all those other young guys that are upcoming free agents try to do what Shohei Ohtani did. He changed the game baseball forever.
1: Damn right he did. Damn right he did. Uh, Robbie, we have another injury to report here, and unfortunately, it is another winter ball injury, this time coming out of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Pirates Andy Rodriguez is injured in a winter ball game and has had to have reconstructive surgery to repair some tendons in his UCL, and he is unfortunately expected to miss 10 to 12 months, Robbie.
0: Yep, big injury here, and as you can see, I'm typing here. Who do you think I'm typing to? Cody? Yeah, we'll see if he answers um, at some point during the show. But uh, Andy Rodriguez got his call-up eventually last year. Both him and uh, Henry Davis, both of them were regarded as uh, catchers. Davis made the move to the outfield with Andy catching uh, as he uh, got the call-up. Worst case scenario for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, yeah, you, you heard, you heard um, me tell you before with Cody, um, he thinks the lineup is just about set and it's pitching they need to work on. It's another big hit in that lineup for him. And it's, I mean, it happened last year with O'Neal Cruz and now it's this, I guess the only thing you could benefit off of this potentially is that it happened before the season started. So there's chances for them to try to bring somebody in, but, but them being a poverty franchise, who are they going to bring in? They ain't going to bring in anybody. There's nobody out there like possible for them to bring in essentially. Also, Uh, excuse me i like to tweet here, or I sent it to you. It was one two. I think I sent it to you. Um, the amount of fucking humanity that these motherfuckers have had at first base is insane, dude. Insane, dude.
1: Yeah. I think they just got fucking Rowdy Tellez now as a new first baseman. Yeah. Ex-Blue Jay.
0: Yeah, they went from fucking uh, Daniel Vogelback to uh, G-Man Choi, who, remember if you remember, Cody first came out, he loved him. To now rowdy to Les dude.
1: Yeah, don't expect to get too rowdy with Mr. Rowdy.
0: No. Um, but I think the moral of the story here with this uh with what we're talking about here, um this this is the risk that these teams take with their fall ball and their winter ball, and not for nothing. You you do want your young guys to go through with this so they could stay hot, they could stay ready, and Really trying to make a case for a reason why they should get the call come um, come spring training. That's how Volpe, well, he didn't play winter ball, I don't think, but you're getting the gist of what I'm saying here.
1: I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you.
0: Um, here we go. According to e s or not ESPNs, according to the douchebag known as John Heyman, the yeah. following seven teams are among the teams that remain in play for international free agent Yamamoto. Would you like to guess the seven teams, Zachary?
1: Oh, geez. Well, I'm going to say Dodgers. One. Yankees. Two. Red Sox.
0: Three.
2: Texas. Nope. Oh, I guess I wouldn't need pitching. Um, I was going to say San Fran. Four. Mets. Five. Come on.
0: You got this. I believe in you.
1: Not the Angels. No way. Nope. Okay. What we, out of my two teams left? Are we doing NL or uh, split? Or Okay. Wow. Um. Definitely the Blue Jays. Six. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Probably <laughs> and using and them NL. as leverage. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Braves?
0: Nope. Close. Same division as the Braves. Billies? Seven. Yeah! Hold on. There's, there's got to be something here for you. Oh, I got this for you.
1: Yeah! yeah! That's how you do it, folks. That's how you fucking do it right there. It's baseball. Baseball brain. Braceball. Uh, speaking of brace bar, uh, we have a signing to, uh, to announce, Robbie. Yes, we do. Coming from Korea in the KBO. Jung. Hooli agrees to a six-year deal with the San Francisco Giants at a measly hundred and thirteen million dollars. The man has never played a game in the MLB. He's an outfielder. Robbie, is this a good deal here? Six years, hundred and thirteen million.
0: Um this this is a ba- basically what uh the kind of ru- beer, please. Because I'm not speaking English. If I'm not mistaken, the Red Sox have Munetaka Murakami, right? Um,
1: I think you a, are right about that, yeah. It's
0: essentially the same move as the Red Sox made last year with uh, Murakami. So it's a to-be-seen move, but the Giants really are desperate to bring in that superstar, as we all know. They failed on Judge last year. They failed on Carlos Correa. They failed on Shohei Otani, and I think I like the video here where um, – heard The Athletic slash Fox Sports' Ken Rosenthal explains, why is it so hard for the Giants to bring in top-tier free agents? And here it is.
3: The Giants' problem, from everything we've heard and from everything Buster Posey told Andy Baggerly of The Athletic last night, they've got a geography problem, or a city problem, I guess I would say. Players, for whatever reason, have a negative perception of San Francisco right now, not players, of course. John Lee didn't have one. But they're running into this. Posey said that. And clearly the city has changed since the pandemic. There is not as much in-office work downtown, and it's kind of made the city a little emptier than it was, perhaps. And people talk about crime and all these things. I don't have statistics. I don't know for sure what's going on there. But that perception exists, as Posey said, fairly or unfairly. And They're battling that right now. They're also battling a team like the Dodgers who, yes, have been more successful. So there's a lot going on, and the teams in California always have the state tax issue as well. California's state tax is among the highest in the country. So when you're a free agent and you're looking maybe at the Giants against, I don't know, pick a team, if you've got reservations and if you're worried about the state tax and the team team pursuing you is in a non-state tax state like Texas or Florida – These things come into it. A lot of factors come into a play.
0: It makes sense. He ain't wrong.
3: No, he is not wrong. I
0: mean, I remember seeing TikToks of people just like running up to cars and smashing the windows and stealing shit out of cars and stealing cars. I mean, San Fran has gone off the fucking rails, dude. And it's crazy because we're talking about. Teams like the 49ers and team like the Golden State Warriors that have gone across from Oakland to San Francisco because it's supposed to be better and it's just like equally as bad. Not good. Not good, buddy.
1: Not good at all. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, San Francisco, if we're gonna be honest, it's a fucking dump. Yeah. He brings
0: up he brings up Jung Hu Lee. It didn't stop him because he's making nearly twenty million dollars. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think I would hesitate neither if he's not getting that kind of offer from any other
1: team. Well, that too. And I mean, maybe he's uh, coming from Korea. He Maybe he's just not 100% familiar with uh, with how it is in San Francisco. Maybe uh, he's going to show up and be like, what the fuck?
0: I, I don't know about that, though. I feel like they'd be smart enough to know like what they're getting. Well, obviously, you're going to
1: do your research. Yeah, of course. So um makes sense. But what do you say, Robbie? Should we fly through this UFC and then uh, get out of here? Because I got some hockey to play pretty soon.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I'm disappointed because this was supposed to be the card where we see Michael Chandler versus Conor McGregor.
1: Unfortunately, we will not see that, Robbie. But I will say, this is actually a pretty fucking good UFC card here, Robbie.
0: It is. It still is. It still is.
1: Yeah. Starting off the main card here, we have a 22-9-1 Vicente Luque Coming in facing Ian Gary. Uh, I'm sure if you're an MMA fan, Ian Gary, you know exactly who that is because his name has been all up in the news lately um, for a book that his wife had written like 10 years ago where basically Whoa. it explains Whoa. how to be a what.
0: I got to interrupt you, bro. What? We failed to mention this when we were going through the NBA. According to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, Draymond Green has been suspended indefinitely. There's no timetable. He's been suspended indefinitely.
1: Wow. Well, I fucking took him long to spend that fucking idiot.
0: Honestly, right call here. Absolutely right call. I don't think Draymond Green's a shitty human being. I really don't. But I think that his antics on the court, which have been going on for years, and we don't have time to show the video because I know you got to leave soon and we'll get through this really quick. I just want to bring this up. It, it was yeah. warranted. It had to happen.
1: 100% it did, 100%. I mean, if, if you don't know what we're talking about, the guy fucking basically did a full swing uh, on Buddy over there, so I can't remember what the guy's name was that he did Joseph it against, but, Yeah, it, Draymond Green is a fucking loose cannon. The guy's an absolute idiot. I mean, it, I, there's really nothing else to say about Draymond Green. He is a fucking loser. Oh, wow. Oh, um, wow. But, Rob, talking about Ian Gary as I was before here, Ian Gary has been in the news lately because his wife wrote a book back in the day about how to be a wife and a girlfriend, which is basically a wife that dates also famous celebrities and, and athletes and shit on the side. So Sean Strickland basically has been the main guy coming at Ian Gary online for it. But it, it has been quite entertaining to watch. He stands at 13 to know uh, he's going to be pissed off. I would not want to be Vicente Luque in this one. Uh, the next fight on the list, Robbie, we have the return, two returns, actually. The return of Tony Ferguson and the return of Potty the Body. Oh,
0: Potty the Body.
1: Robbie's fired up, folks. Uh, Potty the Baddy comes in to face Tony, the Ferg- Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson has had a big lost streak coming here. This is very well as probably his last fight, if I was a like, guessing man. Has to be, bro. I honestly think Tony Ferguson can go well with a bang, though, here. I think he could beat Patty the Pimlet. I can't. Patty Pimlet. I can't, Pimblett.
0: I, I think Tony Ferguson has lost his his power. I think Tony Ferguson... That fight that he had against Justin Gaethje, he refused, basically, to say no, and it kind of cost him in the long run for his career, and I think Patty the Batty's going to take him down.
1: I mean, I hope that we can get a... Uh, that we can get a fucking... A big win for Tony Ferguson, but it, yeah, I guess you are right. It probably would be pretty tough to uh,
0: yeah, it's not going to be easy for him to take
1: him on this one. Um, in the next fight here, Robbie, we have Shavkat Rachmanov, the crazy Kazakhstan, against Steven Wonderboy Thompson. Rachmanov is over a seven hundred minus seven hundred and fifteen favorite in this fight. Seventeen and zero, he's 0 for a reason. This guy is the future of this weight class. And he is going to absolutely bomb through Steven Wonderboy Thompson.
0: Eleven years younger, a two-inch reach advantage. <laughs> the fucking numbers are predominantly in his favor outside of takedown yeah. accuracy, but he is going to destroy Wonderboy Thompson. Destroy. Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, him. we like Wonderboy Thompson, but yes, it's not going to be a good fight for him. No. Um. This next fight is the co-main event. It is the flyweight championship. I don't really know these guys too well, Robbie. If I'm going to be honest with you, Alexand- Alejandre Pantoya against Brandon Royval. Pantoya comes in 26-5-0, and Royval 15-6-0. I don't know too much about the flyweight uh, division, if I'm going to be honest with you. No, here. me
0: neither, but I'm going to tell you, son, if you're able to take down Brandon Moreno, then I'm probably going to go Pantoya.:
1: Yeah, that's, that's the guy, okay. I'm going to go with Pantoya, too, in this one. And leading up into the main event, Robbie, the most exciting fight on this card. Oh, hell the return yeah. of Leon Edwards against the always exciting Colby Covington. I don't know what to expect in this one, Robbie. I mean, uh, I obviously, I, I I actually think it would kind of be good if Colby Covington won this fight. Just because that guy as a champion, for the amount of shit he talks, I mean, I think it would just be pure entertainment. But Leon Edwards has proven that he is a fucking badass. I, I, I'm going to have to go with Leon on this one.
0: All right, now. Ladies and gentlemen, he's due. It's going to happen. Why? UFC 296, your winner. And no undisputed UFC welterweight champion of the world, Colby
1: Covington. Let's fucking go, Colby. Let's go. You're going after Bruce Buffer's job there, aren't you?
0: I'm sorry. That was just like from the heart. You know what I
1: mean? You got excited there. Hey, don't be sorry. Do not be sorry. Colton. Yeah, that is the uh, – th- this is going to be a good UFC card, folks. i been kind of waiting for a good one here. So tune in Saturday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Pacific.
0: Well, Zachary, it is 8.05. It is your time. You got to go get some goals in hockey. I'm wishing you the best. I want to send a quick shout-out to Ryan and Marcuzio for dishing out some subscriptions, to my father, to, to Joey, and to Ryan handing out bits. We greatly appreciate all the support from everybody. Follow us on all social media platforms. You can go to our Twitter, Instagram bios, even here on Twitch. You can follow us everywhere. Facebook, even though Facebook sucks now, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok now as we have our first first of many videos here. Folks, Zach's got to get out of here. He's got to skedaddle. Take us out.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for a special Wednesday episode of the Sports Cave. I got to go play my own sports myself, folks. So, with all said, and with that being done, stay
2: sexy sports cave.